God bless the flag, we all beating our chest. When it's peace, it's the same old game, the same old players, same old names. My skin is my sin. My skin is my sin. What's good, family? <laughs> this is Jobs, and you are tuned into a special edition of Intellectually Petty Radio, episode 91, featuring 350 Cleveland's finest MC. Um, we were trying to do a stream yard. Y'all know how we get down. Unfortunately, uh, sometimes it's a little difficult uh, to get logged in the stream yard, and that's okay. We always got a backup plan for the backup plan, and the backup plan is always blog talk, which sometimes I kind of prefer blog talk anyway, um, just a more relaxed atmosphere, and, uh, you know, people tend to be talk a little freer. Um, and happy International Women's Day. Shout out to Tash from the Alcoholics for setting this up and for 350's manager, Michelle Green. And give me one second. Um, So the number is 347-855-8692 to tune in. And it's the same number for her to call up. Um, feel free. I don't know if you pay, if you tapped in right now, uh, 350. Um, but go ahead and call up. And we'll get it cracking like it. And if you have ever listened to the show over the last seven years or so, you know um, – I'm horrible at multitasking. And before we go any further, man, I want to say rest in peace to my bruh. Devon, man, man, really, really, really solid dude, man. I've been knowing him for decades. Uh, Family, you know, um, that just was the second daddy to my my, my two youngest daughters. Just a phenomenal individual and a beautiful person, man. Rest in peace to you, King, man. Haven't really got an angel. They really did. Um, and let me get 350 in on the line real quick, and we'll get to chopping it up. What's going on, Queen? How you doing? What's Hopefully going you on? Can, can you hear me okay? Can, uh, yeah, can you hear me? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm that sorry about just, that. I'm not sure what was going on with StreamYard, so, but I always got a back. Oh, no. I, I, I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> That was, that was too much. I'm like, wait a minute. Lights, camera, no action. What the hell? I know. Um, it's, it's generally pretty simple, um, but occasionally. Yeah, it was... I don't know. Your phone went off. Yeah. I'm here. Oh, oh, oh. And I. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, so it said enter the studio as a guest, right? Mm-hmm. And I want to talk to you about that because it's like unmute, start cam. I, I pushed on those. It's like um, it just didn't work. I went to settings. I restarted my phone. I don't know. Um, You know what? And first off, let me let you know, I screwed up on this too. I only put 15 minutes on this. We could, oh, this is just not, this okay. is just going horrible. Um, Let's just talk just about horrible. it. And then we'll do another one another day. <laughs> Absolutely. But you know what? Like, like in the last time, like, I, I did one with uh, Junior Boy, and it was just, just, just static throughout the whole shit. I got, had to go out, buy some shit, got, that, got all that fixed. Um, it's just uh, one thing after another. Uh, but shout out to Michelle Green for, uh, for, for putting this together. Shout out to Tash. Um, and yes. you, are from the, you are from the land. Yes, yes. Shout out to, to Michelle and Tash for looking out, you know what I'm saying, to my peeps. I appreciate everything, the effort, and I appreciate you for taking the time to even talk to me, you know what I'm saying? I'm well, underground. I, I know they go, I know you're going to get off the phone and be like, this nigga is a clown. I'm sorry. Yeah. God, shit, I, shit, I hate when shit fucks up. I really do. 
And I hate when it's my talking? fault that it's fucking Cause I, up. Because I could see you. <laughs> and, and you know what's crazy? What's crazy is that it allowed me to do it yesterday and earlier today. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm in here. And then I came on and it was like, no, no, you're not. <laughs> really? I'm like, dang. And I can see you. Oh, that's crazy. Like, I could see it trying to – anyway, because um, we ain't got with a few minutes, and we're definitely going to do this over. Um, And actually, you know what? Thursday we can do this over, and what we'll do is I'll have you call up a little bit earlier, and we'll get all that shit worked out, and then we'll just go live, and then we'll let people know what we're doing. Okay. But well, I saw an interview that- of you uh, – of a brother, I think it was here. It looked like it might have been like in an office or a barbershop. It was a really dope interview, though. Um, and it was you, you were talking about how you got well, how you met Scarface uh, at a club here backstage. You you didn't even spit a whole bar for him, and he was already hooked. Took you a couple of months before you know they was like, "Come on, come on, come on!" After you phone calls, but what was the first? In studio experience with Scarface, like. Well, <laughs> let's see. Um, going down the song that he was recording for um, the Diary album, I am on that song going down, and I did some little backups. I was promised used to go to Thomas, and so, you know, that was my first experience of just being in the studio with him, and I was like, okay. You know, I got to wait. But then when I finally did get a chance to do some of my stuff, he was so open to everything. I'm like, face, listen to this. And he's like, okay, rap it again. And he just made a beat around my whole verse. So I was like, this dude is just, he is a genius. That's fucking like, dope. Yeah, like how do you make a beat? And and the song I'm talking about would be Respect Rude. <laughs> Damn. Like, I can like, Scarface has always been in my top five. So I can't even right. fathom meeting the brother, let alone being in the studio, let alone him letting you do your thing and Taylor making some shit just for you. When you went home and, and listened to it, did you have one of those, God damn, that was dope moments? Or was it just like, you know what, I deserve this shit? Uh, it was pretty much like, God damn, I tore that up. <laughs> it was like, you know, I mean, I don't know, I'm boasting and like that. I really am very humble, but I just like, it's a sport to me. So I, I know that, you know, like if I was a female basketball player and I and they showed me some of my like plays or, you know, my moves, I'd be like, yeah, I did that because that's what I do. <laughs> well, you know what? I don't want to fuck with any MC that don't believe in their greatness. Right. That's just trash. And I'm going to keep it a stack with you. You actually pretty fire. Aww. Yes. Yes. I don't and know what I, to call you. Do I call you my skin? or? <laughs> oh, well, they, you, they call me Jobs. Jobs. She did say that. Shout out to yeah. Michelle for reminding me that. I was like, okay, Jobs. That means that you you got a lot going on. Um, long story short, my guy pops rest in peace to you, King. When we were uh, up at Michigan State decades ago, I called myself rapping. Um, I was talking shit. I was talking shit to him and his boys. I I can beat y'all. What's your name? And for some reason, Jobstown just popped into my head. Well, Jobstown over the years just got shortened to Jobs. Oh, so I should actually just be like three. Now, <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of that, though, how did you get your name? Ah, uh, you know, the whole story of it is somebody really was just on some like jokey joke stuff with the name 350, like the engine, you know, the car. We happened to be standing by like a 350Z, I think that what was the car? I don't know the car, it was oh, yeah. in the 80s. Yeah, so I was like, you know, I could use that name to just, it's powerful. The engine was hot and gunning, and I was like, I just felt like I was powerful. And I could probably get people's attention better by having that name, and then they'll listen to me rap more than I would just be like, you know, Lori D, 
who I used to be. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's way back. Yeah, I had to change my rap. Everybody <laughs> changed their rap. I mean, you know, I went from MC Lori D to Lori D. Hey, I was keeping it real, but 350, I mean, it is. It is uh, definitely, you know, oven ready, engine gunning, whatever they want to say, it's hot. <laughs> yeah, it is. I like that. Yeah, that, that and it it just fits you. Uh, I don't think. Yeah, Lori D. Yeah, I don't. Hey, At the time, hey, no, I'm hey, pretty now? sure you was like, "Hey, Lori D is dope. I am MC Lori D in the place to be." Wait, wait, hold on. It's still for <laughs> lyrics. Only recited in devastation. MC Lori D is taking over the nation. <laughs> so well, hey, you know what? Now, when you just... say it that way, that's dope. <laughs> like if you put yeah. periods, did you put periods after all? You know, was it like an How acronym? Did you know Lori that? D? I sure, I sure did. But I sure okay, that's different. <laughs> yeah, see, I would have. Yeah, but that. you know, I, it I was at a time where people. Was you have to change your name, like to to you know, in the game. He's like, okay, I'm gonna change it and come up with something different. So it just worked out, and I've been called 360, 380, 300. I'm like, just just call me three now. I'm just. <laughs> it's so funny because all my nieces and nephew call me Auntie Fifty, Auntie Fifty. You know, my brother's like Fifty. They always they somebody <laughs> chopping it anyway. So I'm forever gonna be 350, no matter what. <laughs> You should, yeah, you should have sued 50 Cent. You and know that, what? You know, that's a whole different thing than 350. You know, like I said, I'm engines. I think he's about the currency, 50 Cent. I mean, his whole thing was how to rob the all the rappers in the industry. And mine is just how to just zoom past them powerfully. <laughs> I'm not mad at that, actually. And, and like, I, I fuck, Get Rich or Die Trying is absolutely one of the greatest CDs in the history of mankind. Oh yeah. Although I will and say, it's just a story behind it, like him getting shot up and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like that's a miracle in itself. Yeah, I think that was a gift and a curse. Cause now it's like you know, like who has the worst backstory somehow gives you some credibility, like that makes you a better rapper. And unfortunately, it doesn't in ninety nine point nine percent of the cases. Um, we got three minutes to go. For this part of the show, oh. your favorite three minutes and fifty seconds. <laughs> there actually, two minutes and thirty-two seconds. Give me your top Damn. three femcs. Ah, uh, wow. Okay, I'm gonna have to go with Latifah. Oh, I'm running out of time. Um, three fifty. <laughs> I feel that. And Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion? Oh. Hey, she's fire. I'm not going to take uh. nothing from her. I mean, you really wanted me to get into the top three. I know, but I'm going to, I'm, it's hip-hop. I'm going to criticize your shit. All right, I'm going to take me out, and I'm going to take me out and put in a real, like, MC, and I would just say that would be like... Okay, whoa, 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 no, no, don't don't disrespect yourself like that. You are a real... No, I didn't. I'm just saying. I I did cheat and put myself in there. You said three. You're supposed to. That ain't cheating. That's normal. Well, I'm going to be in the top ten of myself. You should be in the top three. (laughs) Shit. You should be the top. You should be the number one. I'm all for that. Yeah. You know, that is (laughs) hip-hop. Yeah, you got to check out my song I did with Rage. Uh, If you Google Ain't Right, Lady of Rage, 350, Nazila, rest in peace, you definitely hear some good good hip-hop and some MCs going hard. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to do it this way uh, Thursday, and we're going to do it at the same time. I got a a meeting at 6 o'clock, but we're going to do it from 5 to 6 Thursday, and we're going to do it right here. I want you you and Michelle to send me as many songs, because I can play all the songs I want on, on, on here. Like when you do it on YouTube, they fuck with me and try to try to take my channel the whole nine. But on here, I can play whatever the fuck I want and it don't bother me. And I want to play some shit and kind of talk talk me through it after we play the songs. Dope. So let's yeah, let's let's like like really delve into this shit and, and make this shit jump. You know, like I feel like okay, I doc. owe you the extra special sauce for all the fucking up for the day. <laughs> all right. Well. You know, we'll get together. We'll definitely <laughs> see how it all works out. And I just appreciate you. Are you in the land? I am. Okay. I'm off, I'm off Lakeshore. 
But you're from Cleveland. Mm-mm. I'm from Detroit. Detroit? Yeah. Okay. Born and raised. All but right. I've been here probably 25 years now. Okay, I was about to say, like, as long as you know, like, some of the history of Cleveland, like Randall Mall or Huff Bakery or Terminal Tower, <laughs> Tower City, then you officially oh. a Clevelander. <laughs> Actually, Tower City, man, when I first when I first started coming here, Tower City was like, that shit was so fucking incredible for me. And you know what I did forget? I don't think, I'm not sure, I don't think it's going to cut off on us. I think it will allow us, sometimes it lets us go however long we want to go and sometimes it will cut off it'll be if you hear a little Brit, a british lady we getting cut off i apologize in advance but man moving here tower city i had never seen anything like that that shit was like we don't have trains in detroit so right. to be able to catch a train right to the mall oh, oh my god i thought that was just everything and then uh uh severance used to be lit at the time too you know, it right. wasn't the, the crap that it is now. It was an actual mall. Oh, my God. I actually had jumped at Severance before. That was not a good you look. You did? I did. Me uh, and my cousin. I don't even want to talk about my Severance stories, but the bowling alley was one of the best. My grandfather used to have us there bowling and stuff like that. So him and my father and stuff like the memories of Severance bowling, you know. But we don't talk about the mall. So I probably saw you get jumped. You might have actually, and you know what? The sad part about it, it was completely my fault. Fucking around, drinking some cheap shit, and <laughs> talking. To Everybody shit. drinks the cheap shit. Oh my god! Mad dog, <laughs> mad dog, twenty twenty or something. Oh my god! I think we were. Matter of fact, me and my cousin E was drinking some Cisco, and we caught the uh, mm. the bus up to uh, Severance, and we was just it, like like my auntie and the, and my cousin and them stayed on 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 Coventry and Mayfield. So, so we had to down the Cisco before we got to Severance. It was like all of eight minutes on the bus, if that. And yeah, we got off the bus so late. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, and since, since it's going to let us go, and, and like I say, I want to get into the, to, to playing the music. Um, I always ask everybody, how, what is their, their process on writing? Do you just write and find a beat to go to it, or do you get the beat and, and write to it, or is it a combination? It's a combination. I, I have written songs with no beat, and then I write songs to the beat. It doesn't matter as long as I have. I, I, you, I mean, I'm from the middle school. I really like to write with paper and pen. I mean, I do this whole phone thing and stuff like that, but to me, you know, emotionally you get into what you're doing when you're writing it down. You know, I don't want pencils and paper to become extinct, but Man. it was just my formula. And, and a lot of MCs, you know, the pen and the pad, that's what Rakim talked about. You know what I mean? It's just so important to see your words, you know. And it helps, like, like uh, years afterward to see some of the shit that you've written. I don't know. It's just a it's just a a different space. Like you'll see a a little spot on the paper, and that little spot reminds you of something in that song. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's just me. You know. Um. What was your I fell in love with hip hop moment? Oh well, I guess I would just say more or less like the whole formula of like break dance, graffiti, DJing and MCing. Just seeing those elements up I was like, you know what? I need to um delve into this delve into it. But honestly, I just I didn't know I was gonna be an MC. I mean I was thirteen years old and, you know, I was I was in the woods. I was walking by myself just in the woods. You know, that's what we used to do. And then God was just like, hey, when you get home, you're going to get a paper and pen and write a rap. And I was like, is that you, God, for real? He's like, yeah, that's what you're going to do. And I did it, and then I got in the seventh grade talent show and won first place. And it just went on from there. So I've been rapping a long-ass time, and I just would rather do nothing else but songwriting and rapping and creating and, you know, that's just it what is, I am. It is dope. 
Who's your, yeah, who's your, the first Cleveland MC that you heard? Mm, that would be on the radio. Suave. Period. Who? Suave Gotti. Suave Gotti, the gangster. I think for me, it was, uh, actually, I know for a fact it was MC Brains. Really? He was like the first one. Yeah. He was like the first guy. Like, I wasn't from here. So he was the first, like, Oh yeah, yeah. You Major. would say that. I mean, but then you got you got other people too. But that's a whole another thing. Yeah, MC Brains definitely was the first to blow, blow, blow. You know, what I mean, other people blew, yeah. but he, blew. yeah. And actually, me and him had you know right before he got on, like we used to do shows together. Like um, we did Cleveland State. Um, we did that show. We did a couple shows. You know, and Bone, too. Like, we all were trying to make it out of Cleveland. So it was good to see him get on with Michael Bivens. It was good to see Bone get on with Easy, me go with Scarface. You got so many other people, you know, who went different ways. Look at Kid Cudi. Did Bone do Cleveland justice, not as far as artists, but as far as reaching back and pulling niggas up? I think so with the Mo Thug. Um, you know, they pulled the people that were around them, just like we would pull the people that were that's around us. So with Mo Thug family, like, they put a whole bunch of their people on. I can't even – how many people was on the cover of that album? It, it was, was a lot. Load of people. But that was, like, one of the, the now, things that like, when I moved here, they got like, hated it, a lot. Well, I'm just saying, as far as MCs, like, if they did a song with Brains or myself or something like that, mm-hmm. like, that would mm-hmm. be dope. But you got to think we're from different areas, like St. Clair or Union or Harvard or Miles, you know what I mean? So that's kind of stretching it, if you know the Cleveland dynamic of things. Like, people don't – but that would be great for the future. It would be good to hear a song with Bone and Brains or – I mean, just different artists. Shit, yeah, I would be. do a song Bone Thug. <laughs> they don't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they always been dope. Like right now, um, like I fuck with Connie's son, Heavy. Um, and K Chill is my man. Like I, I literally go oh, hang yeah. out at his crib and we play poker. Oh, I know K Chill. Yeah, like he did his thing too. Like like he really did his thing in Cleveland. Mm, he did Ray Cash. Um, oh, Ray, Ray Cash was dope too. That's that... You got all these people who are like you say. Like I didn't know Ray Cash, but I knew Avant, I knew Men at Large, um, I knew Brains, I knew Bone. Like uh, I kind of knew some of the people before they got on. So mm-hmm. we was all like teenagers trying to make it. So to see people like that blow up, definitely a good thing for Cleveland. So what was your? And your, they don't tell our history reaction. enough. That's What'd true, too. What was your mom's reaction? You come home and you say, uh, Scarface wants to sign me. Oh, she was like, you got your raps ready? She was playing. like, let me hear them. She, to this day, she still be like, let me hear it. Let me hear your new song. Let me hear this. Oh, okay. Let me hear it. She be on it. You got a verse ready? Yeah, I got it ready. That's so she dope, was, man. She was right there, actually, when Lil J, you know, called and stuff. Like, she was right there mm-hmm. on speakerphone with me. Lil J and Scarface was like, okay, let's hear another song. She was right there with me. I'm rapping another song. They Like, they want to hear another one tomorrow. They call back. I'm ready with my next song. <laughs> and it would have took you about three months? Mm, yeah, I would say like a couple months. It wasn't like three months, but it it wasn't like I was rapping every day. I rapped a couple times, and then they sorted things out to fly me down there. But they was in contact with me the whole time, like, and just flew me to Houston. And you got to think, I was so young. And my mother's like, uh, <laughs> be careful down there. <laughs> and so when I told her, she's like, are you in the studio? I'm like, yeah, I just did this song, Going Down with Face. And she's like, and what you, I'm like, it was kind of like, uh, what's love got to do with it? She's like, he got you breathing all on the songs. And I'm like, well, you got to wait, you know, you got to crawl before you walk. She's like, but you all on just breathing and, and 
you know, backing them up. Like, that's part of the game. Um, eventually, you know, we'll get some music done together. So that was pretty funny. But, yeah, she, she's ex- she was excited. And everybody kind of was because, you know, that's something that I've been, have been trying to do. So it was going to happen, but we just never knew it was going to be with Faith or the Ghetto Boys. And shout out to Scarface and the Ghetto Boys and Lil J and Rap Lot Records and Virgin and New Tribe, Mike Mack, all the people who looked out, Warren Lee. Because it was really Warren Lee, Faith's brother, who, who mm-hmm. looked out for me, and that's who I call my brother, too. Because if it weren't for Warren, you know, Faith may have never heard me. <laughs> you still talk to them? Oh, yeah. We are cool. I mean, you know, it's like in this game, it's every person for itself. So people holler at you, but, you know, it's not how it was. It's never how it was. (laughs) Just think about high school when you're in the lunchroom and the cafeteria, how fun that used to be. And then class comes and, and it's gone. It's just a memory and you graduate and you think about that. That's how how it was. We were just all strangers and we met and we did this music and we traveled. I mean, I was on the road with the Ghetto Boys way before Face Mob was ever thought about. And who was in Face Mob? Face Mob was Scarface, DMG, Smith D, Shy Ray, Devin the Dude, me, Warren Lee, Jamal, Uncle Eddie, Nori, it was a whole bunch of mob members. <laughs> I did not know that. Although Devin Dude yeah. is Devin the Dude, yeah, ridiculously like uh, just frighteningly, if that's a word, underrated. It's like that that dude is fucking genius. Right. Oh, um, and he just. Uh, Man, like I've I've been fucking with Devin the dude for years. Um, yeah, he is so good, and we have we have like five songs together. You and Devin and the it's dude. so funny. Yeah, but it's so funny that um, some like you know years ago people were like you got a song with Devin. They like, did you add his voice onto your song? I'm like, what? Like I was in a group with him. They like. How you get a song with that? I'm like, what? Are you like, just watch the video or something? <laughs> That's crazy. That's freaking dope. Yeah, it's, too. Uh, it's it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. You know, it's 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 amazing how the industry is. Like, it's amazing how artists are, and you just never know. You know, like how things happen and stuff, but. You know, I wish everybody the best. It was a great time. And, our, you know, we even did uh, Rap City with Joe Claire, and it never aired, which really was like, what? Oh, we did the whole Rap City. We did. We were in Miami. I mean, we did a great interview. They taped it and everything, and they never aired it. And I was like, dang, something's going on. <laughs> Something ain't right. That's horrible. And then I really wanted to make it to New York, and that never worked out either. So I was like, okay, this is different. So for New York just to go or, like, so you've never been to New York? New York? I don't know why I can't say that. Like, I'm just saying, like, as far as our tours and where we went to, okay. we never okay. went to New York. And I felt like that was my dream, being from the Midwest or semi East Coast was to make it in New York because once you make it there, you know, everybody will know you. But it's some New York people who've heard of me, which is good because I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> but it would have been better to just go to New York and just rock out. Although I will say that 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 was a lot more hyped up than than it actually, you know, in reality. Like, look at Luke, for example. Like Luke, initially, New York couldn't stand Luke. He was trash. He was garbage. The music was too fast, and he couldn't rap. Well, everybody else was fucking with Luke. And oh my God, right. in Detroit, Luke could not do anything wrong. 
and you could not go to a gentleman's club without hearing a whole Two Live Crew album repeatedly. So the dude made so much money outside of New York that they ain't had no choice but to fuck with him. And it was that I, I think that would be the case for quite a few Southern artists, you know, and Midwest artists like New York is on a high horse where you have to, you know, be a certain way and it has to be boom bappy. And the rest of the country was like, nah, bro, it doesn't. Now you hear their music and their music sound like everywhere else. Wow. Yeah, well, you know, I did uh, go to Luke's club when I was on tour with Face and the Ghetto Boys. And it's funny because Luke was like, three. He's like, you going to um, go out here and strip? I'm like, no. <laughs> you got enough people out here stripping. He's like, you sure? I'm like, nah, I'm good. But we rocked that show. That was a big show. And Luke showed love. And I think Too Short. We was all on tour with Too Short, Bone, Big Mike, Biggie, um, Faze, The Ghetto Boys. We had a nice tour going for a few years. So you, you met Biggie? That? Yeah, that was my homie. I met Biggie at the Metropolis. Oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. What's Biggie like? So he like cool, as laid back so as you laid think. back. He was so funny, him and my brother, Mafioso, shout out to my brother. He, um, he you know, they they used to be, like, rapping, and then they'd be eating so much food together, <laughs> and it'd just be pretty funny, but Biggie was funny, and he was real cool, and then you got to think how young we were when we met, like, I literally had to call his house and be like, can I speak to Chris, and his mother would be like... <laughs> Who's this? I'm like, it's Lori. And then she'd be like, Christopher, Lori's on the phone. And then he'd come and we'd talk on the phone and stuff. like. And that was a, all the time because, you know, that's all we had was, like, pay phones and, and pagers. You know what I mean? So it, it was deep. We could go on and on for that because I got a million biggie stories. But that's another thing, you know. <laughs> that's dope that you got a biggie story, let alone a million biggie stories. It's too it's too short. Like, is he? How, how can I politely say this? Uh, is he screaming bitch and 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 pimping bitches all the time, or is he just a regular cat? Oh, he is so cool. I just saw him too not long ago, and <laughs> he always just be the same person all the time. He's just real cool. I, you know, I don't know. I just met like so many stars. And I feel like I'm a star, so when I meet stars, I just be like, like, I never met a star that wasn't, that acted like a, you know, an asshole. I never met a star like that. Well, I, I, I don't. I mean, well, I there was one time when um, Cube, but Cube is cool now, but at one time, yeah, he was being mean for a minute, but now we cool. <laughs> I have completely banned who, and he has absolutely never heard of me, but if he does hear of me, he is banned from my shows, Black Thought, from the roots. Oh. Yes. He was complete. Like, matter of fact, I went to go here. I went to go see the roots. Uh, they had a, a meet and greet at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm like, you know what? Let me go down there and holler at them. That's, that's fucking dope. It's the roots. I get, you know, I get there, and the rest of the roots are like, you, you can't even tell they, they are, you know, quote unquote celebrities. Regular clothes, they walking around, they are fans of other people, and they blended in, you know, to the point where they they were checking out exhibits and everything. Well, Black Thought comes in with the 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 fifty thousand dollar. I'm giving him fifty thousand dollars for this coat that he had on, but he had on this fur coat. Um, with the Hollywood starlet on his arm and the, oh, you are too close to me attitude. Who the f- I am black thought. Oh, my God. And this was decades ago. And this shit st- I've told this story a million times on the show, and it still fucking bothers me to this day. Black mm. thought owes me an apology. Yeah. Well, that gets yeah. true to Jaguar right what she says. Sometimes, I guess. She said that before, so. Um, 
I, I haven't really heard any, you know, I've heard like third hand or she said this, you know, seen the articles or whatnot, never really heard, you know, so I don't know. I can just speak to that one experience that can <laughs> just really piss me. And I'm a petty nigga. So <laughs> that should probably, I'm going to be on my deathbed like, fuck, black thought, that nigga wasn't shit. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> but for the most part, yeah. the people that I, I mean, from, and, and I've met a lot of people too over the years. So, you know, he was the only one that, you know, everybody else is just regular people, like you say. They just happen to have an irregular yeah. job. Right. And mm-hmm. that's the part of, you know, just how spiritually we hear and, and God puts everybody on earth to be somebody and do something different. And I never questioned him to say that. I mean, I was like a little iffy, like, what? Is that you, God, talking to me? Like, I'm going to go get a paper and pen and rap. You know, I'm like, and you got to rhyme. He's like, yeah, we'll just use the alphabet. And I'm like, okay, this is God talking to me, you know, and it all made sense. And and so he didn't make me a tennis player or, you know, (laughs) anything, like a baker or candlestick maker. He just made me an artist, (laughs) and I just appreciate where it's taking me, where it's going to take me. And, you know, for those who follow me, I do have, like, some real, I call my fans my three skis. I really do have some true three skis out there who just really go hard for me, you know, and who appreciate what I've done and know, you know, and just spread the word, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I ain't went nowhere. It's just how it is. <laughs> the million MCs. Are you, are you, what are your thoughts on rap, on hip hop now? Is it disappointing? Ah, uh, you know what? I just I I can't. I already don't want to like be. <laughs> I just say it's creative. It's it's um it's unconsciously creative, and I just think it's not a lot of thought. But then again, that's disrespectful to them because they think that they're thinking. So I'm not gonna say it like that. But they just have a different way of you know jamming to the beat kind of how we used to. And I know that's just how the old is and the new is. So I, I just feel like they're doing their thing. And maybe they getting paid away too much <laughs> for the stuff that other artists like the alcoholics or, you know what I'm saying? Like, they got paid. You know, like, they getting paid way more than now, you know. I That's think on, on that on that note, I think that this generation listened more to the business aspect than previous generations. Niggas since James Brown and Nat King Cole have been preaching to the preaching the gospel on on ownership and how to do shit to make money. And right. a great majority of artists search for the fame. And neglected the, the the monetary aspect, and they paid for it. You yeah, know, but the blue the blueprint was there. So like, there's a cat out of Flint, Rio the young OG. Um, free that man. He locked up right now for a couple of years. But like, this cat made a shitload of money just off the internet. Like he wasn't on the radio. You know, I didn't see, you know, big-ass billboards of this guy. I just happened to know somebody that know him, get into the music, and I'm like, oh, he's kind of dope. But he found the, you know, uh, he, he took, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the one that's done everything first, uh, uh, the Superman guy, rapper, Soldier Boy. Like, Soldier Boy yeah. opened up the wave of the internet. And like this generation, and the first one I really saw doing it was Rio, but they really capitalized on how to make a shitload of money and how to benefit off the streaming shit as opposed to giving your money away to to the the majors. And man, so I will say that for me as an old head, there was some ass MCs in the 80s. There was ass MCs in the 90s. There will be ass MCs in 3012. 
It's just now you hear more of them because the platform is so readily accessible now. So you can be trash and the whole world hears your trash as opposed to like in the 80s, like somebody had to sign you for us to hear your trash. Mm. Well, there you have it. (laughs) All I know is I think it was strategically done that way because if they would have paid – you know, I don't know how much Rakim got paid or Too Short or, you know, like you said, mm-hmm. Soldier Boy, 40, those are some of the people like E40. I think he, he got, got like 50 million, 50 million back then was like, you can do that. You know what I mean? And so Snoop Dogg talks about it. They talk about, you know, I just feel like strategically if they did pay the artist that type of money back then, the artist may have bought properties and houses and helped, and it would have been a different go, you know what I mean? So they didn't mm-hmm. pay them the way they were supposed to, but they gave it to the younger people because the younger people are going to spend more into the art and fashion and keep them alive, you know what I mean, as far as, you know, how that yeah. goes. So yeah. it's all strategic. Yeah. It makes sense, you know, I, It does. And it, it, you know what, like, I used to go to the club when I was 25 and, and waste a shitload of money, a shitload of money. Now that I'm not, you know, now that I'm a little older, first off, I'm not interested in going to no club, but how, you know, I'm, I'm smart enough, wise enough, I've, been, I've wasted enough to realize, you know, there's better ways to spend my money. So I guess time, time kind of teaches you some valuable lessons, unfortunately. You go through a shit, you know, and I wasn't rich. I can't imagine being rich and going to a club and buying out the bar. But if I was 25, that's what I would do. Yeah, and that's pretty much what they do. But we was more, I'm just saying, like, frugal. Like, um, is that the word? Yeah, because I think, like, if we would have got a whole bunch of money, we would have bought, like, shoes, bought out the bar, like you said. We wouldn't have. But then, at the same time, we would have been like, okay, well, I'm not about to spend 9000 on no pair of shoes. When this generation, like, that ain't nothing. 9000 for some, yeah, let me get some shoes. Let me get three or four. Let me get all the pairs, every color. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, like, there, there's a video where Jigga walks into the Foot Locker and says, let me get a size, whatever size he wears, in every color. Right, but yeah. the shoes Chicken probably weren't that expensive. They were like a no, hundred, two hundred each. Yeah. Right, he's looking at nine thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars shoes. Yeah, it's just and the shit's ugly too. Like some of this, this yeah. I'm not gonna say the name, but some of these orthopedic ass looking shoes that they charge in four, five oh, grand. There's a shoe them. named after me. Let's just put really? that on the record. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know it's the shoe named after me, and it's a very famous shoe, but how can I get through the politics of that? Because I've been here since 89. That shoe definitely wasn't out in 89. Now, I've been oh, out man. before then, but I'm just saying with this name. But, yeah. Shit. You better call you a lawyer. They're not going to touch that. Come on. Like, you got to think, it's all rigged, and it's all how it goes in the game. I would be wasting my time. Shit. Somebody sued McDonald's because the coffee was too hot and won. And guess what? They had one of them them lawyers that came out of that, um, what's that movie? <laughs> with, that's a sad movie. With Samuel Jackson. What was that movie? Oh, about the girl. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, that was. Like one of them super southern, hard-working lawyers that just know the rights of, you know, that the, I'm definitely not going to find one in, in, in the, you know, most prejudiced state in, uh, in the world. <laughs> Yo, They're like, oh, completely no. underestimate how prejudiced Ohio is. Oh, it's so prejudiced. It's so sad. It's so sickening prejudice. It's like, you know, it's just, that's just how it is. I grew up here. I know how it is. I've been to other states, and I know how I, it's, it's bad. You got black-on-black crime. 
and then you got, you know, different races. But at the same time, it's not a bad place. It was a place enough for us to be creative. They did allow us to have outlets for our creativity as far as music, breakdancing, and, you know, rapping or singing or art, you know, graffiti. Shout out to Sano um, with his graffiti. You know, we always had outlets, but it is different. So that's just how life is. Man, but I won't say it's black on black crime. It's just crime. Niggas no, tend, no. Niggas, no, no, no. People tend to rob or commit crimes against people that they live near. So you know, you don't hear white true. on white crime. Yeah, it pretty much is. Yes, it like, is white on white crime. No, 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 but they don't. No, 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 no. I'm not saying crime. it. I'm not saying it isn't white on white crime. But it's not labeled white or white crime. They just say so and so robbed so and so. It's not like oh, you know, like black on black crime. They use that term to make it seem like it's different than when one one Hispanic dude robs another Hispanic dude, or let me give one you an example. Dude so, shoots another. <laughs> I'm gonna give you an example of black on black crime, so you won't think it's just that. It, it could be the minimum. Like today, I was at the store, right? So the cashier is black. She looks at me. She says, hey, how you doing? I said, I'm all right. How you doing? And she was like, I'm okay. You know, whatever. She walks away. Like, damn, she ain't going to ring my shit up. So then she walked away so long, another cashier came over like, I'll just help you. So then she's like, no, I got her. I got her. So the, the girl, she moves. So here she comes. Now she want to clean off the register. Oh, I see a piece of spinach right here. Oh, I got to get this sticker. She did not want to help me. It was black on black crime. Finally, she realized I got to ring her up. So I'm, you know, and it was just unnecessary. And I run into that all the time. And I, I'm not the only one. And then there's other people, it's males. It just be like, oh, I don't like them because. They just feel intimidated or they just feel like, I don't want to serve you. You know, it's just, that's the black on black crime I'm talking about. It's not ever, it's not each one, reach one, teach one. It's beat one, kill one, and eat one. Or something. I don't know. But it ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't the same thing. You feel me? You ever lived yes, on the West Side? Yes, I've lived on every side. I'm from the bricks. West Six. Projects. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I watched the Mirage get built. I'm from, I learned how to ride my bike under the Detroit Bridge. <laughs> my I am uh, a sister in law literally stayed in those projects. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's been a minute since I've yeah, been they the too. <laughs> oh my God! Like, like, like. I'm from the time when I used to watch people slide people's checks out the mailbox. Like, oh, now you know that's wrong. <laughs> wow. Well, <I'll>, yeah. I'll, <laughs> I ain't never. Seen that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God! I didn't I... see that one. Oh yeah! Come on. You know, I mean, no disrespect to my mom. She was a young mother, you know. She was trying to find her way. And she ended up, you know, getting out of the debt. And, you know, we had a kind of a little little house on the prairie life and then a suburban life. and You know what I mean? But we got all aspects of every, you know, life in Cleveland. And that's the thing about Cleveland. It's so many different races. It's so many cultures. It's so much to experience. You know, I've even gotten to doing bluegrass music for people because I'm around a lot of people who listen to bluegrass, and I can do that. You know what I mean? It just depends on where you at, like you said. So. Yeah, you got to send me some yeah. bluegrass shit. I don't think I've ever actually listened to a bluegrass song. Uh, you can Google it, but <laughs> I'm just saying I've written some before. Really? It's. I mean, it's like as a writer, as a songwriter, you, you – should be able to be able to write different songs and not just rap. I can write country or bluegrass or I can write jazz if I had to, you know. Um, I could probably do some pop, you know. It just I'm, I'm probably going to be working on a blues song pretty soon <laughs> just because I mean, I'm going into that area. 
like, like you know, country how, music. For me, country music is like uh, it just it's, it's, it's hip hop for white folks. Right, because everything rhymes. Yeah, I'm glad and you said they, that. they be talking about some depressing shit too. They and they be they be getting it in. They be talking about popping motherfuckers or my baby mama cheated on me. They be talking about some shit too in country music. Yeah, um, my boots got a hole in them, and it's hard <laughs> to walk. <laughs> hey, you know what? Um, I didn't even realize, man. We've been on the phone for damn near an hour. I'm all right, right, and and I know. But we didn't start till like the eleven minutes, so we actually only been on there fifty. So that's good, though. I I I have thoroughly enjoyed the conversation, though. I, I did too. We got to do this again. Absolutely. Like I say, I I want to um delve off into the the songs. Uh, so please send me some songs, and we can definitely get it jumping again Thursday, because I wanna uh, I want people to be able to tune in and kind of get like a a, a mixtape of of some of your shit so they can see your greatness and 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 we'll have Aww. it right in one spot. Yeah, and you know that is something that's much needed because I'm still out here and I'm still doing music. So everybody who is listening now can go stream Gatorella. It's on YouTube and Spotify and Shazam and uh, SoundCloud and DistroKid. It's everywhere. Gatorella 350. And just get at me. Me and Michelle will be in touch, Dobbs. And I appreciate you. Oh, man. The pleasure. My my bad. The pleasure was all mine. I was... Try, getting ready to uh, thank Michelle, and some other shit just happened to pop up. <laughs> so I'm sorry. <laughs> Try to go to Instagram. It's all, good. all right. Well, we'll be in I touch. I like to make sure I, I thank people, and I'm definitely uh, I'm going to remind you, and we'll do this again Thursday. And I want to say, let's say about four thirty. Okay, um, let's, let's just time. be in touch about that time and stuff. We're going to figure it all out. I don't want to set right. nothing in stone. Well, you all let right. me know when you got time, and we'll redo it. <laughs> all right. Um, I definitely right. appreciate your time and your energy, Queen. You have a phenomenal day, and keep doing your thing. You it's just dope. Yeah. I'll see you at a Starbucks near me. No doubt. <laughs> I'll be there, all too. Right. <laughs> all right, peace. <laughs> all right, one.